This week marks my one year anniversary of quitting my job and in this video I'm going to go through why I quit my job, how I quit my job and some of my key reflections. So if you're interested to know a little bit more about my journey, why I think it was really important for me to take my steps, my key learnings and also some of the common myths that we're told, then I think you're going to like this video. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. So hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're an OG, thank you so much for always supporting me to make these videos for you every single week. I'm really excited to make this video, if I'm completely honest, because I only realized yesterday, it is Wednesday today, by the way. Can you believe I had to look at the screen to check the date? Mad. It is Wednesday today, it's very rainy and horrible in London. But yesterday I realized that it's actually been a year since I quit my job. And what I mean is, on the 3rd of August last year, so today's the 2nd, on the 3rd of August, I actually handed my notice in. I still had to work another month because obviously I had to give four weeks notice or six week notice, I can't remember, but I do remember in September I'd left. But in August, I was, I, it was the time where I said, you know what, I'm actually gonna do this and I'm gonna go for it. And I'm gonna actually first start off with what I did, why I quit, and then we'll go into the key learnings. So first of all, I used to be a management consultant at Atos and, and and there I used to work in their digital transformation program. So I was a consultant, we used to go to different companies, we used to help them save money by digitizing their products and services. I would say it wasn't for me. The reason I would say that is because I wasn't really passionate about it because a lot of the time I was stuck, you know, creating process maps for apps or doing comms plans and being in like Excel spreadsheets and having to do PowerPoints. And it just wasn't for me, I really didn't love it. But I really loved my team, I really loved everyone who worked there. If I'm honest, there were times where I felt that I was really being underutilized in the sense that I felt that I wasn't putting my best self forward to do the role that I should be doing because there wasn't space for that. And I only ever realized that when I started my podcast. So I'm gonna talk about that. During lockdown of 2020, COVID times, I started my podcast, A Millennial Mind, which if you don't know about, I'm a bit confused because, uh, huh, why don't you know about it? Anyway, go follow my main page, Shawani Power Podcast. But anyway, I started my podcast during lockdown and through the podcast, loads of opportunities came. Created my performance planner, I started coaching, I was then asked to do corporate workshops. And one of the things that I realized from doing these corporate workshops is I would go and deliver a workshop at like McKinsey or TSB 
or uh, Redkai or Pay UK, some of these some of these companies. And they would always say, wow, that was so inspiring. You really taught us so much. We learned so much from you. And then I would go to my job and I would present something and it would be like, yeah, okay, great, next. And I will never ever forget the day when I did a presentation for TSB. It was at lunchtime I did it. And I remember doing it, it was only for half an hour, I did this presentation and then I had to go to work in the afternoon because we had an office day. And so when I went to the office, I remember I was presenting and I was so hyped up. You know, I had just finished this presentation at lunchtime. I got to the office and I was ecstatic. I was so happy. I felt over the moon because I saw all those comments in the team's message from the workshop that I did and they were all so positive and kind. So I was really excited to go and present at my work now. And there's only five of us. And I remember presenting and everyone was like, okay, great, next, who's next? And in that moment, I thought, wow, I feel really undervalued here. And I don't think it's their fault. I think it's, I'm just not doing the right thing. So there were several moments like that throughout my career where I had to choose. And this is a fundamental decision I had to make. Do I want to be an average management consultant and an average podcaster? Or do I want to be the best management consultant? Or do I want to be the best podcaster? And it was quite a clear cut decision because I don't think that I had the grit, the resilience, the ambition to be the best management consultant, but I know that I have that to be the best podcaster because I absolutely love it. And I'm gonna go into you know how it's so difficult and I'm gonna go into how I manage my time and all of that, but I just wanted to state that I think it's a really important decision for you to understand if you're struggling with a decision at home, who do I want to be? Where do I wanna go? Where do I see myself in five years time? And that was a really important decision I had to make in that moment and that was one of the biggest reasons why I decided to quit. Now I'm actually gonna tell you the only reason why I think you should quit. And I do think this is a bit controversial because I have known a lot of people to quit without having a plan, without having any clue what they wanna do and they've done really, really well. But I also do think that if you're at an age like I was, and again, I'm just gonna caveat this by saying, I was 29, yeah, was I 29? I was 29. And I do think that the older you get, the more responsibility you have to factor into your life. So I think, for example, you know, in an ideal world, I wish I could just sit, tell you all, yeah, do you know what? Believe in yourself, quit and everything will be fine. I don't actually think that's the right advice that people are sharing because ultimately there needs to be some sort of, and this is the clue, and this is the only thing you need to consider. And what I mean by proof of concept is, will your idea work? It doesn't matter if it's gonna work to a thousand people or 10 people or one person, you just need to know if it works. And I really can't remember who this example was with. It was with a big company. I think it was, it was with a clothing company. Was it with a rental company that did this? And they said, clothes for rent outside their door at university. And then they started a company. I can't remember, not sure. I'll insert it in like a B-roll if I remember it. But I do remember at that time thinking, okay, I have a proof of concept about how I'm gonna survive and make a business out of this. And I'm gonna explain them in here. So number one, I had the podcast. And I know that from other people's podcasts, you can get sponsorship for your podcast. I hadn't personally secured sponsorship yet, but my podcast was not huge. And it's still, to, by the way, to this day is not huge. So I had to know that if I grow my listeners, if I grow my fan base, and if I'm getting more downloads, that I can make a source of revenue from the podcast. At that moment in time, I just didn't have enough money to pump that energy into figuring out how to do that. So there was number one, podcast sponsorships. Number two, I'd already been asked to do these workshops and I was being paid for them. I wasn't being paid a lot of money, but the fact that I was being paid to be a speaker 
at corporate events showed again that there was a proof of concept that the idea would work and people would want my services. So that was number two. Now, when I thought of number two, I thought, okay, well, if companies are going to be paying me, then why can't I create my own events and share the same knowledge and resources so that other people can come, not just the people who are lucky enough to be working in those corporates. So that was number three, which was, okay, I can create my own corporate workshops. Number four, as always, I'm going to point in this direction. Number four was my planner and I was selling the planner and I had plans to make a version two this is version two at the time I only had version one but for me it is an additional thing that I add in terms of my workshops and it's also an additional thing that I sell when I go to corporates because I'm most of the time talking around productivity wellness and goal setting so that was number four number five was also number five Number five was making money through social media platforms. Now, at the time, I was making money through Instagram. Again, it wasn't a very big amount of money, but it was a very small amount of money that showed me that I have the ability to partner with my dream brands. And therefore, if I can work with small brands at first, I can absolutely work with the brand of my dreams. And so now it's been really great because I have those five revenue sources. So I just want to emphasize that in each of these revenue sources, I did not have a lot of money coming in. I was not making a lot of money to justify me living off that wage. However, I had proof of concept. And I think that is the only thing you need when you wanna quit your job. Obviously, self-belief. Obviously, you can take the risk and quit everything. But I personally wouldn't advise that to my family or my friends or my loved ones because it's really difficult to survive, especially in this cost of living crisis, unless you have a lot of family support and you have money you can fall back on to do it yourself. I have never taken any money from my parents to start this podcast. And I don't mean to say this in a way of like, oh, wow, I'm so great. I've never taken any money. There's no shade to people who have. But it was my ego and my own insecurity that I really wanted to do something completely by myself, never depend on anyone and 100% know that I could achieve it. And that's why I think whilst I was looking at the content to make for this video, I was reflecting and I'm actually quite proud of myself that I managed to do something that I never thought I would. And I just wanna emphasize here, there is nothing special about me. I am not the smartest person. I am not the most savviest person. I'm not the person with who's got like an MBA or a business degree that knows everything. I'm not even somebody who I would say reads up on every single thing so she knows everything. I'm just a normal person. And if I can do it, then you can do it too because I really don't believe there's, a, there's anything that crazy or special about me that has allowed me to create this path. I genuinely think I had proof of concept, I worked hard, and there's gonna be loads of things I talk about in this video that I think helped, but I think that if I can do it, you can do it too. So I just wanna give you that reassurance before we get into my next point. Next point is about letting go. I cannot tell you how scared I was to let go of my job. Now I'm gonna caveat this. I was not on a supersonic six-figure sum salary. I was not in the best job in the best world, living my dream life, and therefore, I can't say that, oh my God, I have to get, I had to give up so much compared to, I know there's other people out there who are on six figure sums. They're living in a five bed flat in London. I mean, I don't know anyone who's doing that. That's a bit of an exaggeration. But if you know me by now, you know I love to exaggerate. But I do know people who had six figure sums. They had a flat in London. They were going out every weekend. They were dining at the fanciest restaurants. I didn't actually have that lifestyle. I've never really been a bougie girl. But my point is, is I still thought I had a lot to lose. I'm 29. I don't have a house. I'm not married. I never want to rely on my husband. And again, that's we'll talk about that in another video. That's what I don't want to do. I don't want someone to pay for me and to look after me. I just want to make sure that I'm able to do that myself. Probably again, stem from insecurity, ego, another thing. We'll talk about another time. 
But for me, it was, you know, I want to make sure that I have the ability to buy a house. I want to make sure I have the ability to fund a nice lifestyle. I want to make sure that I can buy people nice gifts on their birthdays. And also buy myself nice gifts sometimes. But my point is, is that I still did have quite a lot to lose because to just take away a salary at the age of 29 isn't easy. And one of the things that people scared me with was, you know, you won't make money for the first year or, you know, you won't make money for six months. And I was thinking, how the hell am I going to survive? I also forgot to mention at this point, I had a decision to make if I wanted to move out or I wanted to quit my job because I felt that doing both was going to put me at significant risk. And therefore, whilst I didn't ask any money from my parents and they have never invested in the podcast, they've never given me one penny towards any of it or the forms panel or anything, I have lived at home. And so I think that is a privilege that I didn't have to pay for certain things like rent and bills because I was living at home. So I just want to caveat that. Another thing that I never thought about was that your job is a part of you. Your job is a part of your identity. So when I quit or when I was thinking about quitting, I remember saying, but what am I going to say I am? When people ask, what do you do? What am I going to say? I'm a podcaster. I have a podcast. That doesn't make any sense. And again, we've put these rules and these labels and these narratives of this is a good job. This is a bad job. This is you're a waste of space. This is that you're, you know, just living off your parents or whatever people think it is. I think that I was a bit nervous about saying that I'm a content creator or I'm a podcaster and I still to this day don't like it when people call me an influencer and I guess I don't know why. I haven't figured it out. An influencer is just someone who influences you to do things and I guess I kind of do do that but I think that there's been a negative narrative around those terms around content creator, influencer because you're not really seen to have a proper job but I mean what is a proper job and who defines what a proper job is so I will say that now I'm more comfortable I still wouldn't say like I jumped to the chance when someone says you're an influencer and that's probably another thing I need to work on I say I'm a content creator and I have a podcast I don't ever say I'm a podcaster although not sure maybe I do sometimes but my point is is that I, at the time, I remember thinking, well, if I'm not a management consultant, then who am I? You know, what do I say I do? And that was a difficult thing to navigate through. Now, this is the last thing under this bracket of fear or failure, and I guess afraid to let go. I have something really embarrassing that I want to admit. And I haven't shared this before because it is just a bit embarrassing. We have this concept, and I have this concept of the busier you are, the more productive you are the busier you are, the more of a superwoman you are. The more you do, the better you are as a human being. And for someone like me, who growing up, I was a little bit lazy in the sense that I used to sleep on the way to work, I used to sleep on the way back, I never really used to do much extracurricular. I was never somebody who went the extra mile. I always did the bare minimum. I was never somebody who pushed myself. I was never somebody who was, you know, keen to work extra. I was like, I'm gonna do what I need to do and that's it. And so, Whilst I was, you know, really struggling with with managing my job and doing the podcast, and bear in mind at this time when I was doing the podcast, I had grown it from around 2,000 followers to around 15,000 followers. And by the time I quit, I was actually on 60K. And so last year was the year where I was really pushing myself, not only on my socials, not only with the editing, not only with the guests, not only with the studio. I was pushing myself on all fronts as much as I could. And I was so goddamn proud of working so hard. I was so happy that I was able to manage my job and do the podcast and also stay alive. And I think that I attached myself to being this really hardworking, really um, productive, really time efficient individual. And when I would lose my job, I was scared that people were going to say, 
huh? Well, you're just doing your podcast because what people were saying was, oh, do you have a job on job as well? And I would say, yeah, I do. I'm a management consultant. Everyone would be like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And I was getting complimented on the fact that I was able to manage both. My camera died, so I don't know exactly what I was saying, but I do want to say that I was so nervous about letting go of being highly organized, highly structured, a highly productive, you know, someone who had extreme time management skills because really it was like an extreme sport managing both. And I myself thought that if I let go of my job, then what am I doing? And it was a really hard decision in that moment, but I really had to understand that, you know, being a full-time content creator and not having a corporate job is gonna allow me to push myself and do so many new things. At that time, I was just doing the podcast, I was just doing one video a week, and I was just uploading three times a week on Instagram. That is what I was doing at that time. No, not three times, six times, sorry, six times a week on Instagram. And for me, that was what, I wasn't really much on TikTok, I wasn't really on YouTube Shorts, I wasn't on LinkedIn, I wasn't really uploading on all these other platforms, I was just doing that. And so for me to quit, it was like, how am I gonna fill my time? What am I gonna do every day? And that was a narrative, but I had to keep reminding myself, this is my time for me to push myself and expand myself. And because I was thinking of all these different ideas around courses, around workshops, around coaching, around um, doing more podcasts or doing international seasons, these were all thoughts in my mind. I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna try for it and I'm gonna go. So I think my biggest message here is, don't be worried about changing your identity because you can actually change your identity in a positive way. Now, if somebody asks me, I'm actually really proud to say, now if somebody asks me, how are you gonna fill your time? I'm like, I don't have enough time to breathe in a day. I don't know where the time goes. I actually feel really sad when it's Friday because I think, oh my gosh, the end of the week and nobody responds to my emails on Saturday and Sunday. But it's funny because back then I never thought I would feel that way. And so, so much can change when you let go of these narratives you have about yourself. Now, my next point is around happiness and I'm gonna come on to that in a minute, but I do just wanna say, before I quit my job, I remember seeing Gary Vee talking around the fact that so many of us work so hard and then we think we're gonna be happy. So for example, we think that if we work our whole lives and when we retire, we're gonna be happy. And I remember when I was doing the podcast, I would feel so much happiness and so much joy from those conversations. I'd feel the same when I did the workshops and I would feel the same when I did the coaching. And I would genuinely feel the same when I would sell a performance planner. Even now, when I sell a performance planner, I feel so happy because I cannot believe that I am selling stationary products. Like, huh? How did that happen? I have no idea. And now so many people are selling planners, but at the time, when I did it, there weren't that many around. But anyway, my point is, in the planner, there are certain questions that I ask myself every day. What are you grateful for? What are you proud of? What did you do well today? And what did you enjoy? And what could be better tomorrow? Those are some of the four questions. There's obviously loads more stuff in there. But anyway, the reason why I'm emphasizing that is every time I would write down what I'm grateful for, it would be around my podcast or something to do with the podcast. Every time it'd be something around what I'm proud of would be something to do with the workshops, getting a brand deal, uh, pushing myself to negotiate harder, pushing myself to get the best guest ever, whatever it was, preparing for the podcast, it would always be related to the podcast. And what did I do well or enjoy? Again, related to the podcast. And what would be better tomorrow? Trying to find more time to do the podcast. And so I, every day I was looking at that and I was thinking, this is weird. Why am I only focusing on that? Why is that the only thing that's making me happy? And I just thought, do I wanna live another five years until I make a bit more money to then say, okay, now I'll go into the podcast, but then maybe I'll have children. And then maybe after that, I wanna be, you know, don't know, it will be too late for me by then, God knows. My point was, is that I need to do this now because at the moment, my job isn't making me happy and the podcast is. And so I'm just gonna follow what's making me happy. I've got the proof of concept. I know this makes me happy. 
And you can see my thought process, this is coming to be a good decision. I do also wanna say one thing. In a moment where you don't feel fear, run and make the decision. And I'm what I mean by that is when I wanted to go traveling, I had this urge inside me that I really wanted to go traveling by myself and I nothing was gonna change my mind. I really, really wanted to go. And I explained that to my parents. Again, another video, if you wanna know how I explain that to my parents, comment below if you wanna know. Solo traveling, explain it to your parents as an Indian girl when you're 26. But I knew that there was something I wanted to do and I wasn't scared. If you ask me to go solo traveling right now for three months, totally by myself, I'm a bit more scared. And not because I think someone's gonna attack me and kill me. It's just, I don't have an urge to do it in my life right now. And therefore I'm gonna let my fear take over. And so with this podcast, I think that if I'd waited a year or two years until the right time, spoiler alert, there's no right time to do anything. I don't think I would have been as easy to make the decision. I don't think I would have been as quick to believe in myself and allow that positive voice in me to take over rather than that negative voice. So if you wanna do something right now and you're scared, good, go for it because you want to still do it. But right now, I don't wanna go traveling and I don't care because I'm so happy in that moment of my life, I made that decision, I took that risk and now I have no urge to do it anymore. So my message here is make sure you take the risk and follow that urge when you have it. Now time for my key reflections. Let me just start by saying that quitting feels wrong. It feels wrong to quit something. It feels that it's part of your identity, which I've already mentioned. It feels that you're giving up on something. It feels like you're taking the easy route. It feels like you're not trying hard enough. It feels like you're not pushing more. And I felt all of those things. But sometimes it's so important to learn how to quit things because then you can learn how to say no. They're kind of the same thing. When you learn how to say no, you learn how to set your boundaries. And in business, you need to make sure you know how to set boundaries because people, I promise you, will love to take advantage of you. People will take advantage of you and that happens all the time and that's because you don't know what you're doing. And to be honest, some people don't know what they're doing. It's not always intentional, I think. But what you need to know is when you're saying no to something, you're making space for another thing. When you're saying no to someone, you know you're making space to say yes to someone else. And when I said no to my job, I was giving myself so much space and time for the podcast and to elevate my personal brand. So quitting is not always bad, even though we're wired to think that it is and it's so uncomfortable to quit, always try and look at it objectively and think, is quitting the right thing here? Or actually, is it my fear that's taking over? To conclude this video, this was only gonna be 10 minutes, but to conclude this video, I think that in order to quit your job, you need to have a proof of concept. You need to have an idea that makes it work. Let me also just again caveat this by saying that that doesn't have to happen. You don't have to have a proof of concept. You could just quit without having a plan and I know that's worked for so many people, but for someone like me, I, I wouldn't have the physical and mental capacity to be able to do that and I'd always recommend to anyone Think of an idea, work on it for a bit. If it's working, fantastic. You know you wanna do it. You know that there's proof of concept. You know that there's scope there. You know you can scale it. Then quit your job and take that risk. That would be my first point. The second thing is, is that you are the only person that knows your ability. You are the only one that knows your capacity and you are the only one that can push you to be the best. You can do it. I'm gonna shut up now because I've talked for way too long, but I'd be really interested to know if there was anything else you want me to cover in this because I can make more videos around why I quit my job in more detail or what to do if you're thinking about quitting your job, whatever it is you wanna know. Please let me know in the comments what you want to hear. I am so grateful to all of you who are watching this video on my new channel. And I'd be even more grateful if you could press the like, comment, and share button and share this with any of your friends or anyone who's worried about quitting their job or if they've just quit and they don't know what the hell they're doing. Just know that I didn't too. Really hope you all love this video and I hope you all have an incredible day or evening wherever you are.